Chapter 33 Greatness of Udi Scorpion Sting and Plague Cases Cured Jamnair Miracle Narayan Rao's Sickness Bala Bau Sutar Appa Saheb Kulkarni Hari Bau Karnik In the last chapter we described the greatness of the Guru. Now in this we will bring the greatness of Udi. However, both are interlinked. The greatness of Udi is due to the spiritual grandeur of Baba. Preliminary. Let us now bow before the great saints. Their merciful glances will destroy mountains of sin and do away with all the blemishes of our character. Their talk gives us good teachings and confers on us invaluable happiness. Their minds do not know any difference, such as this is ours and that is yours. Such differentiation never arises in their minds. Their debts, that is obligations, will never be repaid by us in this birth as well as in many future births. Udi It is well known that Baba took Dakshina from all and out of the amount thus collected, he spent on charity and purchased fuel. This fuel he put in the duni, the sacred fire, which he kept ever burning. The ash from this fire was called udi, and it was freely distributed to the devotees at the time of their departure from Shirdi. What did Baba teach by this udi? Baba taught by this udi that all the visible phenomena in the universe are as transient as the ash. Our bodies composed of matter of the five elements will fall down after their enjoyments are over and be reduced to ashes. In order to remind the devotees of the fact that their bodies will be reduced to ashes, Baba distributed udi to them. Baba also taught by the Udi that the Brahma is the only reality and the universe is epipherial and that no one in this world, be he a son, father or wife, is really ours. We come here, that is in this world, alone and we have to go from here alone. It has been found that Udi cured many physical and mental maladies, but Baba wanted to repeat into the devotee's ears the principles of discrimination between the unreal and the real. He taught non-attachment for the unreal by this Udi and Dakshina. The former Udi taught us discrimination and the latter, that is Dakshina, taught us non-attachment. Unless we have these two things, it is not possible for us to cross over the sea of the mundane existence. So Baba asked for Dakshina and while the devotees took leave, he gave Udi as Prasad, besmirched some of it on their foreheads and placed his boon-conferring hand on them. When Baba was in a cheerful mood, he used to sing merrily. One such song was about Udi. The meaning of this song was, O oh, playful Ram, come, come and bring with you sacks of Udi. Baba used to sing in very clear and tender tones. So besides the spiritual implication of Udi, 
it had always its material significance it conferred health prosperity freedom from anxiety and many other worldly gains so the udi has helped us to gain both our ends material as well as spiritual we shall now begin with the stories about the udi scorpion sting narayan motiram jani of nasik was a devotee of baba he was serving under another devotee of baba by name ramchandra baman modak once he went to shirdi with his mother and saw baba then baba himself told her that her son should start independent business some days after this prophecy turned true narayan jani left service and started a boarding house anand ashram which thrived well once a friend of this narayan rao was stung by a scorpion and the pain caused by it was severe and unbearable udi is most efficacious in such cases it is to be applied on the point of pain and so narayan rao searched for it but found none then he stood before baba's picture and evoked baba's aid chanted baba's name and taking out a pinch of ash of the joystick burning in front of baba's picture and thinking it as baba's udi applied it on the seat of pain and the sting as soon as he moved his finger the pain vanished and both the persons were moved and felt delighted bubonic plague case once a devotee in bandra came to know that his daughter who was staying in another place was down with bubonic plague he had no udi with him so he sent word to nana sahib chandorkar to send the same nana sahib got his message en route thana railway station when he was traveling with his wife to kalyan he had no udi with him then he therefore took up some dust from the road meditated upon sai baba invoked his aid and applied it to his wife's forehead the devotee was very glad to learn that his daughter who was suffering for 3 days began to improve from the very moment nana sahib invoked baba's aid near the thana railway station the jamner medical in the year 1904 and 1905 Nana Sahib Chandorkar was mamlatdar at Jamner in the Kamdesh district which is more than 100 miles from Shirdi. His daughter Mayanatai was pregnant and was due to deliver. Her case was very serious and she was suffering from labor pains for the last 2 or 3 days. Nana Sahib tried all remedies but in vain. He then remembered Baba and invoked his aid. There in Shirdi, one Ramgir Bau, whom Baba called Bapu Gir Bau, was leaving for his native place in Kamdesh. Baba called him and told him to stop at Jamner on his way home and give the udi and arti to Nana Sahib. Ramgir Bau said that he had only two rupees with him, and this amount was barely sufficient for the railway fare up to Jalgaon. and it was not possible for him to go from jalgaon to jamner a distance of about 30 miles baba assured him that he need not care as everything would be provided for 
then baba ashrama to write a well known aarti composed by madhav adkar that is the aarti and translation of this is given at the end of this work and gave a copy of it with udi to ramgir bua to be delivered to nana sahib then relying on baba's word ramgir bua left shirdi and reached jalgaon at about 2:45 am he had only two annas left with him and he was in a plight to his great relief he heard somebody calling out who is bapu gir bua of shirdi he went to him and told him that he was bapu gir bua then the person professing to be sent by nana sahib took him to an excellent tonga with a good pair of horses they both drove in it the tonga ran fast and early in the morning they came to a brooklet the man took the horses for watering them and he asked ramgirbo to partake of some eatables on seeing the bread mustache and the livery of that person ramgirbo suspected him to be a muslim and was unwilling to take any refreshments from him but he satisfied ramgirbua by saying that he was a hindu a kshatriya of garthwal and that nana sahib had sent him there these refreshments there should be no difficulty in its acceptance then both of them took the refreshments and started again they reached jamnir at dawn ramgirbua alighted to attend a call of nature and returned within a few minutes but found that there was no tonga and no driver he was dumbfounded then he went to the neighboring kacheri and on making inquiries learned that the mamlatdar was at home he went to nana sahib's house and gave to nana sahib baba's udi and aarti at this time mainate's case was in the most serious condition and all were in deep anxiety about her nana sahib called out to his wife and asked her to give the udi mixed with water to their daughter to drink he thought that baba's help was most opportune in a few minutes came the news that the delivery was safe and that the crisis had passed away when ramgirbau thanked nana sahib for the pure tonga and the refreshments etc the latter was greatly surprised as he had sent none to the station and was not aware of any person coming from shirdi mr b v dev of thana retired mamlatdar made inquiries about this matter with bapurao chandorkar son of nana sahib and ramgir bua of shirdi and after satisfying himself wrote an elaborate article part prose and part poetry in the shri sai leela magazine bv narishima swami has also taken down the statements of mainyatai and bapu saheb chandorkar and ramgirbua dated 1st june 1st 16th september and 1st december 1936 respectively and publish them in his devotees experience part 3 the following is quoted from ramgir bua's statement one day baba called me to him and gave me a packet of udi and a copy of baba's aarti i had to go to kamdesh at that time 
Baba directed me to go to Jamner and told me to deliver the Aarti and Udi to Nana Saheb Chandorkar at Jamner. I said to Baba that all I had was two rupees and asked him how that could take me by train from Kopargaon to Jalgaon and next from Jalgaon to Jamner. Baba said, God will give. That was a Friday and I started at once. I reached Manmad at 7.30 p.m. and Jalgaon at 2.45 a.m. At that time, plague regulations were in force and I had much trouble. I was to discover what I should do to get to Jamner. At about 3 a.m., a pune in boots, turban and equipped with some details of good dress came to me and took me to a Tonga and drove me on. On the way at Baghur, I took refreshments. We reached Jamner early in the morning and by the time I attended Call of Nature, the Tonga and its driver had disappeared. Narayan Rao Bhakta Narayan Rao, father's name and surname are not given, had good fortune to see Baba twice during the latter's lifetime. Three years after the passing away of Baba in 1918, he wanted to come to Shirdi but could not. Within a year of Baba's Mahasamadhi, he fell sick and suffered much. All possible remedies gave him no relief. So he meditated on Baba day and night. One night he had a vision. Baba came through a cellar, confronted him saying, don't be anxious, you will be improving from tomorrow and within a week you will be on your feet. Narayan Rao got perfectly well within the time indicated in the vision. Now the point for consideration is this, was Baba living because he had the body or was he dead because he left it? No, Baba is ever alive for he transcends both life and death. He who loved Baba wholeheartedly gets response from him at any time and at any place. He is always by our side and will take any form, appear before the devout Bhakta and satisfy him. Appa Saheb Kulkarni In 1917, Appa Saheb Kulkarni was transferred to Thana and began to worship Baba's picture presented to him by Bala Saheb Bhatti. In real earnest, he did the worship. He offered flowers, sandal paste and naivedya daily to Baba in the picture and longed intently to see him. In this connection, it may be remarked that seeing Baba's picture earnestly is equivalent to seeing him in person. The following story illustrates this statement. Balabua Sutar a saint of Mumbai named Balabua Sutar, who on account of his piety, devotion and style was called modern Tukaram, came to Shirdi for the first time in 1917. When he bowed before Baba, the latter said, I have known this man for four years. Balabau wondered and thought, how could that be as that was his first trip to Shirdi? But thinking about it seriously, he recollected that he had prostrated himself four years ago 
before Baba's portrait at Mumbai and was convinced that the significance of Baba's words. He said to himself how omniscient and all-pervading are the saints and how kind are they to their devotees. I merely bowed to his photo but this fact was noticed by Baba and in due time he made me realize that seeing his photo is equivalent to seeing him in person. Now we return to Appa Sahib's story. While he was in Thana, he had to go on tour to Bivandi and was expected to return after a week. In his absence, the following wonderful thing took place on the third day. At noon, a fakir turned up at Appa Sahib's house. His features resembled exactly those of Baba's photo. Mrs. Kulkarni and the children all asked him whether he was Sai Baba of Shirdi. He said no, but that he was an obedient servant of his and came there at his order to inquire after the well-being of the family. Then he asked for Dakshina. The lady gave him a rupee. He gave her a small packet of Udi and asked her to keep this in the shrine. Then he left the house and went away. Now hear the wonderful Leela of Sai. Appa Sahib could not proceed with his tour as his horse fell sick at Bivandi. He returned home that afternoon and learned from his wife about Fakir's visit. He got very restless as he did not have the darshan of the Fakir. Moreover, he did not like that only one rupee was paid to him as Dakshina. He said that he had been present, he would have paid not less than 10 rupees. Then he immediately started in quest of the Fakir and searched for him in the masjid and other places without taking any food. His search was in vain. He then returned home and took his food. The readers may remember here Baba's dictum in chapter 32 that God's quest should not be made on an empty belly. Then after meals, he went out for a walk with a friend, Mr. Chitre. After going some distance, they saw a man approaching them rapidly. Appa Sahib thought that he must be the Fakir that came to his house at noon, as his features tallied with those of Baba in the photo. The Fakir immediately put forth his hand and asked for Dakshina. Appa Sahib gave him a rupee. He demanded again and again and so Appa Sahib gave him two more. Still he was not satisfied. Then he borrowed rupees three from Mr. Chitre and gave them to him. He wanted still more. Anna Sahib asked him to accompany him to his home. Then they all returned home and Appa Sahib gave him three rupees in all nine. He looked unsatisfied and demanded again. Then. Appa Sahib told him that he had a currency note of rupees 10. The Fakir asked for the same, took it and returned the 9 rupees and went away. Anna Sahib had earlier said that he would pay 10 rupees and that sum was taken from him and 9 rupees, consecrated by Baba's touch, were returned to him. The figure 9 is significant. It denotes the 9 types of devotion that is described in chapter 21. It may also be noted here 
that Baba gave nine coins to one Lakshmi Bai Shinde at his last moment. Appa Sahib examined the Udi packet and found that it contained some flower, leaves and akshayata. Then, sometime afterwards, he got a hair from Baba when he saw him at Shirdi. He put the Udi packet and the hair in a tavis and wore it always on his arm. Appa Sahib realized the power of the Udi. Though he was very efficient, he got rupees 40 as pay in the beginning. But after he secured Baba's photo and his Udi, he got many times more and also got much power and influence and along with these temporal benefits, his spiritual progress was also rapid. So those who are fortunate enough to get Baba's Udi should, after a bath, apply it on the forehead and take some of it mixed with water as holy tirth. Hari Bua Karnik In 1917, Hari Bua of the Hanu, that is Thana district, came to Shirdi on the Guru Purnima day in the month of Ashada and worshipped Baba with all formalities. He offered clothes and dakshina and after taking Baba's leave, got down the steps of the masjid. Then he thought that he should offer one more rupee to Baba and was just turning to climb up again when Shama signaled him by gesture that as he had got Baba's leave, he should go and not return. So he started for home. On his way, when he went into the temple of Kala Ram at Nasik for Darshan, the Saint Narsing Maharaj, who used to sit inside the temple, came to Haribua, caught him by his waist and said, Give me my one rupee. Karnik was surprised. He paid the rupee most willingly and thought that Sai Baba recovered the rupee, which he intended in his mind to give through Saint Narsi. Maharaj. This story illustrates the fact that all saints are one and illustrates how they work in unison. Bow to Sri Sai. Peace be to all.